My name is Megan Brett Hamilton, and I'm the host of the podcast Honeybee Connection by MB, where I talk about language, culture, communication, and identity. At the end of my conversation with my guests, I ask them five questions. I ask them the same five questions. Here's what they said. We're going to do our MB's five for the hive. Oh, okay. Five questions I'm asking every single one of my guests. Okay. How do you define race and what race or races do you identify with? Mm. Well, um, I don't like the word race generally, but obviously we, we use it. Um, I define race, particularly in the context of the United States, um, is the, uh, the, the, our cultural and ethnic um, background that is most closely associated with, or that is also associated with our skin color. Um, and I think that's how it showed, you know, how we sort of name it and judge it here in the U.S., Okay. Number two, what is the right way to speak? Oh, there isn't a right way to speak. Oh, I, and I forgot the second part. You, you think, oh, I, sorry. I yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I identify as, as Black and African-American. Yeah. Okay. So yes, me too. I'm, not, I'm neither offended one way or the other, but yeah. Thank you. And I friend. vacillate between the two terms, even when speaking about myself. So, yeah. Okay. I think a lot of white, uh, my white audience members will need to hear that. Like, yes, it is confusing <laughs> and it is, and we vacillate and it depends right. upon X, Y, and Z. That's what exactly. it depends upon. Exactly. All right. So you said, what is the right way to speak? There is no right way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe the way you speak? Um, uh, Wow, I hesitate to use this word um, because it it has somewhat of a charge. Um, I would I would use the word articulate, um, and I say it has somewhat of a charge because of um, I was just having this conversation. Even um, I, also, I also work with a human rights organization in Brooklyn, and we were having a conversation about um, well, there's been a lot of race related conversations lately, and um, there were some white members of our team that were concerned that they had offended me because again, I'm a communicator. So um, I shared something with the team to kind of a moment. It was like, Oh, you know, Greg, he speaks so well. And and then they didn't want to offend me. Um, And it's rooted in, you know, I can remember in sixth grade being, being um, told by a, a, a teacher, Oh, you're articulate, you know, and, not sure if that meant you're articulate for a black boy, you know, all of those, all of those things. Um, and so I had to kind of learn to, to own that um, because I, I am specific in the way that I speak. Right. Um, and I enjoy language and I've always enjoyed language and vocabulary. And um, yeah, so I, I, I'm trying to own the word take I get it it. without the charge. Yeah. No, I get it. Cause it is part of your identity. Yeah, too. it is. I, yeah. yeah. I No, I completely get it. I, I, I appreciate you bringing up the charge part, but I, I get mm-hmm. it. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is interesting. You're my first okay. male guest to mm-hmm. answer this. What does your hair mean to you? 
Oh, um, like, yeah, that's a, such a loaded question. So um, you all won't be able to see me. Um, currently, I have no hair. Um, um, and But previously, uh, there was a point in time where I had dreads. Right? I had dreads all the way down my back. And that was, um, I initially locked my hair um, to combat my own negative thinking. Right? I was a person that I needed to be in the barbershop every week. I believed that I couldn't be hired if my hair wasn't a certain way. I believed that I wouldn't be able to enter certain um, corporate doors unless my hair was a certain way. And one day I said, wait, is that true? And do you want that to be true? And I needed to challenge that for myself. And so, I, and so what seemed like the worst thing in my mind, I could never wear locks because I could never, in my mind, get hired. And so that's why I locked my hair. And it took me through this beautiful journey of um, learning to love myself. Uh, because that the initial stages, for those who have ever had locks, um, those early <laughs> months of the twist, like it's not... It's not pretty. Your hair kind of does what it's going to do. It doesn't matter. You can tie it down. It doesn't do anything. And I remember I would wake up, I'd go to the bathroom, I'd see myself in the mirror, and I didn't like what I saw. So I had to understand that who I am is not just the, this temporary state of my hair. And I had to love myself, even though I didn't like what I saw. And of course, going to the barbershop every week, it wasn't that at all. And then after some months, you get to that moment. I remember when my hair, it got to around my ears, it was growing out. And it was like this moment of just like, oh my goodness, this is awesome, you know? And then the more I would, as I began to love myself, the compliments started to come and people, oh, your hair is so wonderful. Um, and that was a beautiful exercise for me of really learning to love myself um, through my hair. Um, and, you know, eventually I cut my hair and it was just, it was time. But um, so... Yeah, my hair just means, for me, it means self-love because that's that's the journey that it took me through. Oh, God. You yeah. made me cry, Greg. <laughs> but you know, I got locks, right? You see my locks. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I am very well aware of this journey. Mm-hmm. Last question. Okay. Why, in your opinion, obviously, mm-hmm. do some people have a hard time learning how to read? Hmm. I don't know that I've ever thought about that. Um, I I I don't know. Um, and 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 it's interesting. I don't. I'm wondering. I'm, I'm thinking culturally. You know, um, I think even at very young ages, um, ideas about education and and. Um, are kind of already starting to be um, um, taught, right? And so then I think that has some some effect in, in the classroom. Uh, and then at the same time, I wonder, I'm grateful for so many of my teachers, but I, you know, I wonder how do teachers see the children that they're teaching, right? Do they see them as capable? Do they see them as, as you know, able to, to grasp um, there, I saw this this post on, on Facebook the other day. It was a cartoon of a kid who was at a library and he was getting a book and it was outside of his, his reading level. And um, the librarian, he asked the librarian if he could have the book. And he was like, yeah, of course, you can check this out. And he was like, well, my teacher says I can't 
because it's outside of my reading level. And the librarian was like, no, you can have, you, you know, if you can only read one page, if you have to just go one sentence at a time, take your time. Yes, you, you can check this book out and start where you are, you know? And so then the teacher comes to the librarian and it's like, you told him that he could have this book. It's outside of his reading level. And, you know, the librarian basically was saying, right, you're the problem. <laughs> and I want to make sure that this kid knows um, that there's nothing, um, there, there are no barriers um, to, to them learning and, and to them wanting to, to you know, tap into to, to knowledge or information, uh, or ways of reading, ways of speaking, ways of writing, um, uh, that no one should ever tell them that this is outside of your, your grasp. Um, and so that comes to mind in this context that that may be, you know, a big part of the reason why, you know, um, many, many students have had trouble. You had such great responses. Thank you, Greg. I'm not judging all my guest responses. I, it is what it is. <laughs> but those are really great responses. I took a long time to come up with those five questions. So those are great questions. Thank you. Well, we are done with this. Is there anything oh, wow. else you'd like to share with a lovely Honeybee Connection audience? Um, it's It's been awesome. It's a wonderful opportunity. Um, if you want to connect with me in any way, um, social media, you can find me on Facebook, Pastor Greg Stamper, um, Twitter and Instagram, I am Greg Stamper. Um, and if you're interested in our spiritual center, Celebration Spiritual Center, uh, you can go to celebrationsc.org. We stream every Sunday at 11 a.m. Yay! And I'll make sure I add those notes to the podcast when I yeah. Um, yeah. when I post it. But thank you so much, Gregory oh, Stamper. <laughs> this is so much fun. Thank you for asking me. This is great. <laughs>